What is going on, spectators? Welcome back to episode 162. It is November 7th, 2022. My name is Julian. I'm here with Brooklyn. What's going on, brother? Yo, yo, yo. What's popping, bro? How you doing? Dude, we're doing great. The baseball yes, season is sir. over. Football Thank is God. halfway through. College football is almost done already. I mean, I'm wild. We're, we're moving and grooving. And uh, the NBA season's a couple weeks in now, so they're getting into the thick of things. And there's there's always a lot to talk about around this time of year. And we're going to get as much in as we can today. And we're going to go ahead and start with uh, with an RIP to uh, to take off and Aaron Carter. Some some legends for people, particularly our age. Um, pretty, pretty sad stuff that happened this last week. So, uh, you know, RIP to them and prayers to their family and, and all that good stuff and their loved ones. Um, I know that those. Even like the Aaron Carter one, I was like, damn. Like, you know, there's not there's not too many that have affected at least me super crazy because we're so young. Like, we don't have attachment. But those two were rough, so Absolutely. And especially like that being a Tampa breed alone, like that was wild. And I mean, just the fact of everything that happened with takeoff as well and just Yeah. Wild stuff. Those those two definitely definitely hurt. Yeah, so again, RIP to those guys, and uh, yeah. and again, thoughts out for the families and everybody. Absolutely. Um, Switching up gears, the World Series just happened. The World Series has come. The World Series is gone. It was not a classic World Series by any means. It was not the 2016 World Series. Um, the Astros broke their curse. They broke the NL East curse that they were starting to develop and looked like they might have continued after yeah. game three of this series. Um, this World Series was honestly kind of terrible. Not going to lie. Outside of game one, it was not. These games were not very competitive. Uh, game one was awesome. There, we had that really big five run comeback. Um, it made it seem like this was going to be a wild series. And that was the thing. Like, that first game set the president, like, so high and set the expectations so high. They were like, oh, we might get a classic. And then game two rolls around, and it was kind of just – it was kind of all Astros. Game three comes around, and Lance McCullers is tipping pitches. And that's the only time that the Phillies could score is when pitches were getting tipped in the series. Yeah. Because the next day, the next day, they put up five home runs, a World Series record on the Astros, to then get combined no hit the very <laughs> next day in their home building. Yeah. the sec First of all, the second combined no hitter of the season for the Astros, also with Christian Javier. Um, one day, Christian Javier will finish. He's not going to. Um which brings up the great question. Do we like combined no-hitters? No, I hate them. I think they're cool as, like, an organization. And I think it's more of a fallacy towards the team that they're playing. Yeah. But, like, I feel like a no-hitter is only cool because, like, the one, maybe two guys do it. Like, you go eight, maybe the closer comes in and, like, fine. But, like, when you get, like, a five-pitcher combined no-hitter, it's, like, like, it's cool that everybody was on their game that day because there's so many times where a pitcher pitches amazing and then the reliever the next, comes the in next and just grabs the, the bat. Yeah. 
So, like, it is impressive. I'm not taking nothing away from it because, again, you still no-hit that team. No matter who was on the bump, the other team couldn't get a hit off them. So, it's still impressive. Just, I don't like making a big hoopla about it because, like, cool, you did it. But, like, we need to come up with some other name. I mean, they literally got no hit. So, like. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just like, I don't know. It, it's tough. Because... I think it would be more of an issue if it was a perfect game. Yeah, combined perfect game. Like That's nah. not a thing. I refuse nah. to let that happen. Combined perfect game? It's not perfect. Yeah, if it were perfect, it wouldn't game. have taken that guy out. Yeah. So if it... I'm, I'm cool with the combined no-hitter. If it is a combined perfect game, they need to just call it a combined no-hitter as well. Because, again, you're not perfect. You got taken out of the game. You yeah. did something wrong... Or they were not okay with you being on the bump for however many outs it took for somebody else to come in. They were not okay with you being there. So you had to get taken out, and you were not perfect. Not perfect. So. Yeah, I like that. Because, yeah. again, like, yeah, the, the no-hitter is fine. But, dude, no-hitter in a World Series is crazy. That happened twice, ever. Yeah. And the other one was a perfect game. Shout out Don Larson. Let's go. My guy. Yes, sir. Why is it like the weirdest Yankee pitchers throw no hitters in perfect games? We got Don Larson and Wells and Kluber. <laughs> Pretty wild, but yeah, they they win that game five zero, and then the next game was the next game was like was it game five was actually a good game. Game five was a good one. In the ninth inning, Chaz McCormick makes a game-winning catch, essentially. Yeah. At the wall where JT Riomuto hit it uh, to the wall. It's a home run in eight stadiums. He winds up jumping and catching it. It wouldn't have been a home run. It would have been at least a double. If he doesn't catch that, it probably hits off the wall and goes for a triple. Philly was down one run. That completely changes the series. But he does make that play and, like, I'm surprised I haven't seen that more being shown in, in like, the the World Series tape because that was probably, like, the most defining play of the World Series, singularly. Yeah, you saw that play, and it was like, oh, that's really tough because they could have made something happen after that, and he just ripped their hearts out. Yeah, wind out the sail type of a type yeah. of a catch. And then really uh tough. game game six just like wasn't great. Um Schwarber puts them in an early lead. And you know what's crazy? Were you watching game six with us? I don't remember if you were there. Uh not with you guys, but I was watching it with you guys. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. Um game six, Zach Wheeler is dealing. And Zach Wheeler got Blake Snelled so hard. He got Blake Snelled. It's a verb, it's a thing. He yeah, was dealing. <laughs> Absolutely dealing. He gave up like three hits to this point. Jeremy Payne gets a hit. Now there's, I don't remember if it was one or two outs, but there's one or two outs. It's first and second, and Jordan's coming up. Jordan's over on the day. He looks stupid in one of his at bats. Zach Wheeler's cooking, and they yeah. took him out of the game to go lefty lefty against hit. Jose Alvarado, who's pitched in every single game of this series, and he was not good in the last three of them. (laughs) And what happened every round of the playoffs with Jordan? A pitcher came out to bring in a lefty for the lefty-lefty matchup, 
Hits a three-run bomb off Robbie Robbie Ray to win the game. They bring in Wandy Peralta for the Yankees. Hits a double that scores a run. I don't know how much that mattered, but it happened. Comes in off Alvarado. Three-run home run. It's the game winner, essentially. The Astros win 4-1. to one. They win the World Series. And they, um, they get their first real World Series. I mean, nobody can really dispute or debate this. I think they were the best team all year. They were certainly the best team in the playoffs. And I'm surprised they lost any games. There was a second there when they beat the Yankees that I'm like, are they going to lose a game? <laughs> like I thought they were going to do a Warriors run. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, they, they looked really dominant. But also, let, let's backtrack just a bit. Let's not skip over that Jordan home run because that was impressive. It's a tank. Impressive. It's a tank. <laughs> that, that was impressive. Like, did you see the angle from behind home plate? Of him hitting it and the ball just soaring through the air. Dude, 450 dead center. Dead center. Now, now, also, I want this to be known. Not only did they bring in a lefty against Jordan, which he hit better all postseason. He was not very good in the postseason outside of, like, the, outside of the at-bats where they brought in a lefty to face him. I think he was, like, two for 50. It was something ridiculous. Where he only was getting hits off the new pitcher. Um... Outs, like outside of that, Jose Alvarado comes in and throws him a fastball, not only down the middle, but low down the middle. This was the worst possible pitch to throw to the worst possible hitter. Yeah. And he... he <laughs> that ball got torched. I was really mad about the guy who caught the ball. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, the I guy who caught the ball, it was just some dude who's probably never been to an Astros game. He bought the jersey when he got there. He was in dead center. They took a picture of him with the ball, and, and he was just, like, not smiling, just didn't care. He just had it. He's like, oh, cool, I got a baseball. Well, you caught the ball. Yeah, that's it. And that's, that's the one problem I have with, like, the Astros in general, too, about, like, most of their fans kind of suck as fans. Yeah, they don't have great fans. And I mean, but. a lot of the younger ones are really good. But like, why would you be an older Astro fan that loves this team? I'm like, they were they were the worst organization in the sport for 25 years. So, but wouldn't this be the time where you like rejuvenate your fandom? I I think there comes a point of not caring where you just never care. You know, like, like when, I'll, I'll when they've been that. so bad for so long that you still like them, but you're like, there's only so much that you can care because like you've seen how bad they've operated. I wouldn't and, feel and that I way, would, but I, I would get, get it. that. I would get that if like you were a spunky team and you just made it and to the worst series on a yeah. run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I get that. But, but we're going on. What is it? Six years of being dominant. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're another world series appearance away from being a dynasty. So. So like, are are we not happy about that? We just gonna I mean let I don't, I don't know. That's wild. Yeah. But honestly, looking at this series as a whole, I do think it wasn't that bad because you got a, a we wild. Got, game we got one. two good games. Two good games. It, you look at the storyline of it, and I I think it's kind of cool because you got the the extra inning game, game one. Philly steal it. They shouldn't really beat the Astros, but they do. Flips around, Astros get it. Then they just go through and mollywop them game three. You get a no-hitter 
in, in game four. You get the game saving uh, catch and then a wild three on home run. And I know it's like small chunks. It was within just, it, yeah, but, it was singular moments. But, but, but yeah. you put all of it together and it makes a cool story. I don't think it, you put it in like the top no. <laughs> 25. Well, it, it wasn't better than last year's. Certainly. No, 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 no. So it, it was fine. Um, yeah. The playoffs as a whole were pretty good, though. So shout out. And yeah, um, yeah that's a wrap of the baseball season. Officially, uh, free agents are officially becoming free agents now. So everybody that could have opted out or opted in has done that to this point, I'm pretty sure. Um, Edwin Diaz signed a five year, $102 million deal. The richest ever for a reliever. Five year. 102 million. He's getting over 20 million a season. That is, I think, four million higher than the next highest paid reliever. Which I don't know who it is. I don't remember who it is. I know Ryan Presley's number three, and I know Rysel Iglesias is number four. I don't remember who number two is, but pretty, pretty uh electric stuff. Edwin got the bag. He had one really good year and got the bag, and I guarantee you he's going to suck next year. Just That's just how it goes. So just, He'll prove you don't pay relievers for a reason, but, you know. Yeah, they're going to play a different song off the trumpet. They're going to play a whole different song, and he's going to be poo-poo caca. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, free agents are a thing, so we're going to be uh, getting into that once they start signing, and probably in two, three weeks – We'll come up with something about that. I actually might make a video on where I think all the free agents are going. That sounds like a good one. Maybe a TikTok, maybe a YouTube video, maybe both. I don't know. We'll see. Why not both? We'll see. <laughs> um, but let's go over to the NFL now because the NFL is, again, halfway through. Uh, we'll hit some winners and losers. Maybe hit a quick little uh, midseason MVP ladder. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's only a couple of options, but. You know what I'm saying. Uh, you want to start me off with a winner and a loser? Yeah, let's get a winner off the board. The Cincinnati Bengal offense just making Joe Mixon a superhero out there looking great. Only the 17th player to have uh, five touchdowns in a game. And he had four on the ground, one catching through the air. And he just looked insane yesterday. So big shout out to the Bengals and Joe Mixon. Yeah, and what's what's especially crazy about that is the Panthers defense has looked like the only like redeemable part of their team this year. Um outside of like a game versus the 49ers and then yesterday. I mean, they've looked like okay at times. They're still not good. This team's bad. Yeah. But Joe Mixon had 200-plus yards and five touchdowns. <laughs> and, and don't let it be in against uh, the Panthers, like, it doesn't diminish yeah, it at it, all. It because if, it if only matter. 17 people have done it, there's been a lot of worse teams out there than the Panthers. Oh, like, significant. Yeah, the, the Panthers are not <laughs> in the bottom 10 worst teams ever. I'll no, right they're bad right now. Not all-time bad. No, not all-time bad. Not even remotely. So, yeah, uh, no. shout-out to the Bengals. They had a really rough loss last week on Monday night, too. Like, bad. They got embarrassed by the Browns. Yeah. And the Browns are not really a team you want to get embarrassed by, either. Like, in division, it, it didn't. So, this was a really big bounce-back win. I do think the Bengals are still trending in the right direction, and they're still to be feared, despite the 5-4 the and four record they got. So, um, my winner is going to be... The Dolphins when Tua plays. <laughs> In games where Tua is not a shell of himself because he can't 
think or walk straight. This offense is horrifying. Um, again, they scored 35 yesterday against the Bears. The Bears' defense is terrible now. They traded Roquan. Uh, they traded, I don't remember the other guy's name, but the other lineman, uh, Quinn, Robert Quinn, I think. Uh, so they traded their two best defenders. And actually, since then, the Bears have been better, which is funny. Uh, I don't get that. The offense woke up now that they traded the defensive players. Uh, Tua, though is getting the most separate. I saw a really interesting graphic. Uh, Theo Ash tweeted it, um, if you guys know who Theo Ash is. And it was pretty much showing, like, the league average separation, like, yards per route separation. And the average is, like, 2.9 yards, right? So a wide receiver get 2.9 yards of separation from any given DB on a received play. Uh, Gasecki's averaging seven yards. So he's just wide open every time. Tyreek's averaging 3.4. Waddell's averaging like 4.9. So these guys are wide open. And I'm not going to credit two on that. Obviously, he's not running those routes. That's fully Mike McDaniels. Whatever Mike McDaniels is cooking up over there on the offensive side, he is cooking. And these guys are wide open consistently. And Tua is getting it at least in the range because he has underthrown them almost every time, but it doesn't even matter. Mm. It doesn't even matter. And yes, Tua is still not great. I want that to be known. He is actually underthrowing everybody. If they had like... Who's like slightly better than Tua that could not overthrow everything? Um, they had Geno Smith. And I'd say that with the most amount of respect to Tua because I think he's had a great year. But Gino has, like, been throwing lasers to people, right? So if they had Gino, bro, this team would score 49 every game. Yeah. It's wild. But uh, shout-out to the Dolphins and, and their, their offense. Shout-out to the Dolphins. Winners when he plays. Um, I'll, I'll give you somebody with a loser when he plays the Green Bay Packers. And I'm enjoying every bit of throwing the Green Bay Packers as a loser every week. Every and week, I every will week. continue to do it every week. And I, if I don't week. do it, Julian will do it every week because, oh, my goodness, how are we here right now? Last week, last week, we said after the Buffalo loss. This game against the Lions is going to be, I wouldn't say a make or break, but something that they just had to win just to, like, get something back in the tank. And you guys lose to the Lions 15-9 to after just going on a losing streak and a half. And the future don't look bright either when you got the Cowboys, the Titans, the Eagles, the Bears, but, I mean, whatever. That don't look like a good future you got coming up. And, man, it. there is one, one specific uh, thing I saw where the Packers, they're, they're in the red zone. They throw it in. Ball gets tipped, goes on the ground. They try to run it in. They don't get it. And this is after, uh, I think it was Lazard, uh, after a big play, yeah. gets into the end zone but doesn't. They put him at the one. So then they try to do that. Ball gets tipped. Incomplete. And then it ends up getting picked. And it's just like, oh, man. <laughs> We're right here. You guys got A-Rod, apparently. You guys got Aaron Rodgers. Like, this, this is number 12. This is the GOAT. Yes, and he yeah. is he is 
looking bad, whether it's by association from the team and everybody I together. Think I think it's a mixture of things. I like, think it's a mixture. I'm not going to put it all on him because, again, you got you got screw-ups out there not, not making stuff happen and helping him out and trying to make him look good as well. Because I've seen him, like, making plays. He doesn't, he doesn't look significantly worse as a passer. No. No, not at all. But when you put it all together and just week after week after week, you just... And you, you know what's funny about this whole thing too? So I, I had a conversation with a stranger about it. Um, I was I wore my Vikings jersey. I had a Randy Moss jersey that I wore to work yesterday, and a guy comes up to me and he's like, "Yo, you see the Packers lost?" And I, you know, I'm just like, "Of course I saw the Packers lost. Yeah, they suck." We're talking about it. He's like, "Man, what happened to Aaron Rodgers? Like, blah blah blah. Like, what did he do to make Devontae want to leave? Like, this guy won two MVPs. I was like, listen, man." When you're an abrasive person that just, A, takes way too much time to get to know, and B, like, just people seemingly don't like. Yeah. Bad things kind of happen, right? And and we are in week nine. Week nine, and he still has not had a single, like, even relatively looking connection with any of his new wide receivers. That's on him. That's on yeah. him because no, these wide receivers aren't great, but every quarterback in a league has a wide receiver. They like to throw to because they gel to some extent and he doesn't have that. And he had the best wide receiver in the sport, the best wide receiver in the sport. And he made him want to get traded to the worst team in the <laughs> sport because the Oakland Raiders are my loser. Derek Carr hey. Derek Carr he, he is going to be Oakland. bagging groceries in three weeks. <laughs> he took them out of Las Vegas, moved them to Oakland. Oakland. <laughs> Put them back. Please. Oh, man. That's like the only name change thing I just can't get right. Every team that's changed their name, I got it. The, the Chargers and the Rams, L.A., too easy. For some reason, the Raiders and Oakland just can't get out of my head. Because um, St. Las Vegas is it's a lot. Weird. Well, because they they were the only team there for a second, so like nobody said Vegas. Yeah. This is the third game this season. They had a bye week already. <laughs> this is the third game out of eight they have played. Almost fifty percent of the games that the Raiders have played that they were winning by at least seventeen points and lost. <laughs> Hello? Last week, they passed the 50-yard line once. Yikes. It was in the fourth quarter with four minutes left. Ay, caramba. This week, they put up 20 in the first half, 20 unanswered. Then going into the half, they let the Jags score 10, let them get momentum, and then they don't score in the second half at all. So we're, one, not adjusting at all. Two, Derek Carr is just being the opposite of a game manager. I've never seen somebody with a lead where the offense looks so good. And I watch Kirk Cousins every single week. <laughs> I've never seen somebody with a lead go into a drive and have more inefficient three and outs than Derek Carr. And then not only does he have inefficient three and outs, but then he gets sacked on like 
20% of his plays because he doesn't throw the ball fast enough. As if Devontae's probably not open. I'm angry. This idiot somehow has a better QBR than Aaron Rodgers. The Raiders were one of my losers, so shout out. <laughs> shout out Julian for, for dunking the oop. Yeah. I also want to say I don't, know, I don't know how we got from the, the package to the Raiders, but I love it. So here we are. I also want to say Aaron Rodgers is on uh, the road to the most interceptions of his career, and the worst QBR of his career, and the worst quarterback rating of his career, and the worst finish as a team in his career. Eat those five losses in a the row. They're four and a half games back, by the way. It, it's looking. I'm so happy. Wild. Four Absolutely and a half games wild. back, and it's week nine. I could cry. I don't <laughs> think I've I could, ever. I could cry. I don't think I've ever seen the NFC North standings look like they do right now. Well, it's the Packers wild. are actually still in second. So, they, no, it's but look- I'm, I'm just saying, like, looking at the records yeah. along with it, you got Minnesota at seven, one, seven and one, and then. Green Bay and Chicago three and six and Detroit at two and six. Yeah, like, come on now. Yeah. When when does that happen? <laughs> Never happened. Like if it was the Vikings at seven and one and like the Packers at like six and two, okay. okay. Like, whatever. Packers whatever. are minus thirty-four in point differential. Not great. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> you you hate to see that. I mean but we love to see that. Man, not me. You got another winner? Yeah, I do. Patrick Mahomes. Okay, looking... actually, I don't I don't even want you to finish. If if you if you have to go through time and pick a singular quarterback that you need, is it anybody else? No. No. He is he is the most talented quarterback that's ever oh. played this game, and I don't think it's close. He's Damn near single-handedly won them the game at the end of that. He was like, insane. He was slicing and dicing with his feet, getting passes where he needed. It, he looked insane, out of his mind, going absolutely nuts. And let me give you the stats. 43 for 68. Man threw almost 70 passes for 446 yards through the air. And then another 63 on the ground. So do the quick math. Quick math. <laughs> Mahomes is responsible for 500 yards and just a dominating OT drive, too, to just completely put them out of the water. Like, what, what were you going to do with, I think it was like four minutes left when they got the ball, when the Titans got the ball? So, so what are you going to do? <laughs> Mahomes just looked amazing. Absolutely amazing in those final drives. And... <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> He's the best football player offensively I've ever seen. And, you know, we've seen some really good players in this league, right? Like, I, we, we watched all of Adrian Peterson's career. One of the best yeah. I've ever seen. Um, Prime Antonio Brown was crazy. We saw Cooper Cup season last year. Like, we've seen some really good guys. We've seen Julio Jones' whole career. Larry Fitzgerald. Like, we've seen some really – and obviously Tom and Aaron Rodgers – 
This is the best offensive football player I have ever seen. And I, I again, I don't think it's close. I think if you have a draft and you have to build a team and you have every single player that has ever played the game of football available, the number one pick is Patrick Mahomes. How how can you like even argue not to pick him? How? I mean, like, if you look at like obviously stats, he's his career is still so young, right? So like that's how you could be like, well, Dan Marino and, and Joe Montana, like they've done all these things. And it's like, yeah, sure, maybe Brady won the six rings. Patrick Mahomes is better than Brady ever was. It, like because you look at what Pat does, and nobody in the history of the league does what he does as the no. efficiency that he does. No. Like, yeah, there's been QBs that scramble and they scramble. Very Pretty well. well. There, there's been playmakers where they could do something shicey on the field and it's like, whoa, 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 how how'd you do that? But Mahomes just does it better. <laughs> it you <laughs> know, you know what better. watching Mahomes feels like? It feels like watching Brett Favre's gunslinger ability mixed with Aaron Rodgers like run around outside the pocket and find an open guy, mixed with Russ's speed, mixed with like Drew Brees' like intelligence in the pocket. It's crazy, Tom, bro. Tom Brady's like game uh game ending drive like mentality. Dude, if you like- if you give this guy the ball and there's like two minutes left and he has a timeout, you're losing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would yeah. love to see the stat on like his record when down three and with the ball. Or like a tie game or down three when like he has a chance to win the game with a drive. He's and, he's probably won like eighty percent of them. And and here's the funny thing: I didn't watch the game last night. Went to sleep super early. All that. I'm watching the game for the first time this morning, and I don't know what the score is. Yeah. I don't know who won. I'm yeah. clueless. I think the score was they they were down like nine to, I think it was whatever the score was. I don't know, but um. They were down, and I'm like, oh, Pat got the ball. They're, they're going to end up taking the lead, and they do. They simply do, and it was just clockwork. You look at it, and it's like, yeah, that that makes sense. Mahomes getting the ball with a chance to, like, go down and score and lead his team to a dub. Yeah, I'll take that. So just having that confidence, watching Mahomes all the time, in situations like that where you can't doubt the greatness. You can't. And and uh, the first game that really came to my mind when I, I was uh, thinking of that comeback even uh, happening is the playoff game where they came back, what, like 21 uh, nothing against? What, against the it? Texans? Yeah. Dude. I, that, they that were game down. Right there. They were down twenty. That's that's like his Hall of Fame game, right? Like that's yeah. the one. Like when you induct him into the Hall of Fame, that's the first game you're showing. Yeah, he's down twenty-one nothing, and they won by like twenty-seven. <laughs> they blew the doors off of them, and like, you felt the it coming game. after their second touchdown when they were down twenty-one fourteen. You're like, oh yeah, the Chiefs won this game. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was driving back home from either Atlanta or Jacksonville doing a um, job. And we're watching the game on our phone. And we're like, wow, <laughs> they're going to do this. <laughs> and and that just speaks volumes. 
to the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. Like, when it's all said and done, Mahomes' career is just... I, I'm, I'm really happy that I don't even need to think about when it's all said and done because I'm hoping he got another 10, 15 years in the tank. Yeah, and I mean we've been saying this since what year his two second year his second his year's second year of like yeah, yeah. exactly his second years of starter we were just like oh yeah this guy's just one of the greatest to ever do it and and I mean that alone like <laughs> yeah what more you can, can tell you, you can tell you know oh absolutely. absolutely that that's why I've never liked projects in the NFL that last more than like two years. I think there's some exception exceptions sometimes like Josh Allen like Josh Allen took a really big year. Uh, really big leap year three, but like, when does that ever happen? Like, it's usually you get into the NFL by year two, you are who you are. That's tough. I don't know. There, there's certain players that you look at and it's like, okay, they they need to work on a couple of these things. But like, when does that ever happen though? Like, I agree. Like, you know how good Jerry Judy would be if you like created separation better be elite be a top 10 wide receiver he doesn't doesn't (laughs) you know it's it's little things like that and it's like if you could but you don't so you aren't and that's the nfl that's why i love uh the nba so much because the nba you actually get that progression you know look at look at like anthony simons right now that that dude's out of his mind the blazers are in first place because this dude is just like, oh, we lost CJ Bedham's gonna be a more efficient, bigger, more athletic, more clutch CJ McCollum, apparently. <laughs> so you get those dudes who make the jumps and it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, anything else for the NFL? Um, yeah, I mean I'll throw another winner. Shout out to Tom Brady with the Tom Brady drive at the end of the game to win that game. They had a 5% chance of winning that game after they gave the ball back. 5% chance. Classic and, Tom. It was vintage, Tom. And I, I was at the game uh, yesterday, and um, a lot of the fans were leaving right before um, the drive where they're trying to get into the end zone, and they didn't. And they were leaving, and they were so mad. They're like, "Oh, they're we're gonna keep on losing fans if uh, the Bucks keep playing like this, yada yada." Just all that, just crapping on the team. And then you see the the energy start shifting and stuff. And the energy after that was just wild. When he actually got the um, tutty at the end, Ooh. and and shout out because the Bucks absolutely needed this win. Yeah, because both they, of these teams a... needed it, and whoever was getting it was yeah. going to have a lot of momentum. This one felt yeah. more important for the Bucks, though. At home, it, it felt a lot revenge more game. Yeah, and especially the way that it happened to it. If they just won it, cool, you win the game, nice. But the fact that like they were down and they had a chance for Tom to go do what Tom does, and he's had chances this year, and they just haven't done it. Yeah. So the fact that he made it happen. Big, big one. I don't know how much it means for the like grand scheme of things for the rest of the season, but it's nice that divorce Tom is uh, looking shysty. So he got some. And, and, he, and if he got, he got and if that's not a, yeah, if that's not a dub, I don't know what is. Big dubs. 
City yeah. boys, her City. loss, baby. Her loss. City boys. Shout out Drake in 21. Um, I'll give you a big shout out real quick to uh the best DB group in the league. The Jets defense looks not like a good defense, but it looks like a opportunistic defense. Is that a fair assessment? I don't think their defense is no. great, but I think no. they're opportunistic. And they uh they made Josh Allen turn it over three times yesterday. Uh one of the worst games of his career. Or not career, but like since he's gotten great. Um, that's a good sign too. If the Jets are able to contain him once that they kind of figured out a recipe, some secret sauce replicated in the future. Thoughts? You're also a half a game out of first place. Yeah, that that was a huge win. Yeah. Huge because this is one that I've marked on the count on the season just automatically. This is a win that makes you actually want to make the playoffs. And obviously yeah. you want to make the playoffs every year. But, like, five and four is not a great place to be. Every team seemingly gets to five and four. I swear to God, every team gets there. And you get to five and four, like, yeah, we can make it. And then you lose a stupid game to, like, the Jags. You're like, well, wish I yeah. knew this five weeks ago so we could have tanked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, no, now you're six and three. The schedule is not super thick i mean you have some tough games against the bills again obviously the vikings are coming into town or no you're going to the vikings and in the dolphins but it's not the hardest schedule it's not the easiest i i did say after the dolphin game we had a four game stretch against the packers broncos patriots and bills i said if if we go two and two that stretch i'm happy we go three and one we're sitting beautiful we got a bye we got a bye week now the patriot game looked it it was bad, it was but bad. It was we bad. shot we shot ourselves in the foot a lot that game. It was bad. That was probably one of our worst played games next to like the Ravens. So, I think that's a good point to be at for us going into another game outside, coming out of a bye week. So, should be should be good if we could win that game. I, I feel pretty I like what we got going on. Yeah. Okay. And then um, one quick loser. How you how you get how you get hurt on your bye week? How you get hurt on your bye week? Xavier McKinney hurts his I think hand on an ATV accident, and now he's just gonna miss a couple weeks for the New York Giants. You got a you got a young spunky team right now making a run. And you do that on your bye week? You didn't even get hurt playing football? You didn't even get hurt practicing? You you got hurt messing around? Nah, bro. You you just can't do that. You can't. I don't I don't care how much fun you want to have. Chill out. It's the Chill um out. Fernando Tatis type beat. Like, don't be stupid, bro. Don't drive motorcycles and like, don't do anything that there's a possibility of you getting hurt. I get accidents. And not possibility. Like, right. You can get hurt doing anything. But, like. Yeah, I get possibility. You're doing wheelies on ATVs. Like, come on. Like, bro. nah, bro. You, you can't have that happen. And it's not like you're a bench warm. <laughs> you're starting every game. Yeah. You're starting every game, bro. And that's what you're doing? Nah. So, big L to Xavier McKinney. Big L. I also, um, I guess we'll 
switch it over real quick because um, there's not a whole lot that we can talk about it because I know you didn't get to watch these games, sadly. But we had a really good week in college football. A really good week in college football. And I saw some really good memes where it was just like, Alabama lost to LSU. Georgia beat the number one team in the country. Number four, Clemson lost. Um, this week on, um, what, what's the show with Skip Bayless? Undisputed. Undisputed. The, Monday on Undisputed. Is Dak the best quarterback in the league? Should <laughs> Russell Westbrook get traded? It's like, bro, we just had a World Series end and three top five te- or three top ten teams lose. And we're going to talk about Dak. Ay, Dios mio. Um, dude, Tennessee came in as the number one. I don't really know why in the first uh, college football playoff. They were number one. I know they were undefeated. They beat Bama, but Georgia felt like a better team the whole time. So I don't fully know why Tennessee got one. I think it might have just been like, hey, we'll get a top three matchup. Nice. Uh, Tennessee becomes number one. They become underdogs immediately going to Georgia, and they get smacked. 27-13. This was supposed to be a Tennessee team that scores a lot of points. And it was a Georgia team that has some injuries on defense. And you're like, oh, whoa, 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 hold on. Tennessee might do something here. And they could not get a thing going. Georgia rushed three all game. And Tennessee just couldn't run the ball on a three-man yeah. front. Yeah, Tennessee only gets like a gimme touchdown at the end of the game. But you only get two field goals in the first half. And, mm. and I mean, they had, a, they had a, a red zone turnover. And they had some stuff happen. And this game kind of got out of hand quickly. Like, Georgia... Georgia stopped their, like, big boy plays around the third quarter because they're like, this game feels slightly in control. We might have to play this team again. Let's reel it back for, like, a second. And so uh, Georgia, they they become the number one team in the country now because this was just a really big win. And I don't see how they wouldn't be. I mean, they beat Oregon. They beat the hell out of Oregon to start the year. They beat Tennessee. and Now they have a game against Alabama sometime coming up. Speaking of Alabama, LSU gets Alabama. They go to OT, and this is an LSU team that's had an up and down season, right? They started two and two. They went off. They win a couple games. They beat Old Miss. Old Miss has looked really good at times this year. They beat Old Miss. Then they get Alabama at home, and in Brian Kelly's first game against the Tide, they go to OT. College OT is amazing. Everybody gets opportunities. And instead of just getting their touchdown, kicking the extra point, getting the ball back and trying to do it again, they said, we're going to end this now. They go for two. They drop a perfect play to the right side, get the two-point conversion, and then you get the celebrations of Alabama. What happened? You come into (laughs) Baton Rouge. You lose to a team that isn't as talented as LSU teams in the past. And uh, you get your second loss, essentially kicking you out of the college football playoff. Finally. We're free of the Alabama shackles. There's also Nick Saban's last year. I don't know if we've talked about this. No. Nick Saban announced this is going to be his last season as a head coach. I don't believe it. If they lose three games this year, he has to come back for one more. (laughs) There's no way he goes out on a three-loss season. Yeah. I, um, I saw one of the football analysis. Um, guys, and he said that play that Alabama lost on, they lost on that same exact play to Clemson in the national. Yeah, it was the, it was the Hunter Renfro play. It was the exact same, same play. exact yeah. play. It was the Hunter Renfro play. Yeah, 
it was awesome. It was awesome. Amazing. So, uh, yeah, so Bama loses and then Clemson. Uh, tough loss to Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame is the funniest team in the world because they suck when the lights are brightest. And all of a sudden, they're not ranked. They're like, oh, nobody cares. They think we suck. Let's just go ahead and beat Clemson real quick. I don't think this, this was the worst Clemson team we've seen in a while. I, I don't think they were that good to begin with. I'm really happy they lost so that college is weird where, like, just because of your conference, sometimes you get those fraudulent teams, right? And sometimes fraudulent teams look good, like, regardless. Like, Oklahoma's looked amazing in years past, and they get into the thing, and it's like, mm, boom, who would have thought? Um, Clemson was always fraudulent, and I'm happy they finally got the loss. They were they were edging a loss for weeks. So, shout out to Notre Dame for, for doing the Lord's work, literally. <laughs> Big shout out. Yeah, and then uh, we'll do one more college game. Ohio State had a rough one against Northwestern. If I don't know if you saw anything from that game. The winds were like 40 miles an hour. Yikes. There was a punt that went like 12 yards because he went and then it just hit a wall and just dropped. It was crazy. The offenses could not throw the ball. It was 21-7, to and it was only 21-7 to because they got like a last drive kind of a touchdown Ohio State did. It was a 14-7 game the whole game. Um, it wasn't a cute win, but with the conditions, you got to take that into account. Northwestern's horrible, but we'll, 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 we'll let you guys pass Ohio State. But if you have another game like this, we'll start to be concerned because this wasn't your best look for the number two team in the country too. And, uh, that's my college football talk. Good job. I think they're number six now. I let me look up the AP poll real quick. I feel like that's something I should do. It's not gonna show me. That's crazy. <laughs> that's disgruntling. Yeah, it's not showing me. Lame. Michigan's still undefeated though. So Ohio State, Michigan in two weeks. Not this week, but the following is probably gonna be two seven and teams. That's kind of sick. Or not seven and uh, whatever they're they're undefeated, ten and other teams or whatever they are. So hell yeah, I actually want Ohio State to win a game for once. Whoa, whoa, yeah, right. That, Michi- that's wild. Michigan's. I like for some reason have developed a hate towards Michigan over the last couple of years. I think it's Harbaugh. I hate Harbaugh. I don't really have a reason either. I hate the way they play too. They play like they have Derrick Henry in the backfield, bro. You don't have Derrick Henry. I've always had a weird hatred for Texas, Pennsylvania, and obviously Boston teams. (laughs) Whole life. Any team. Every Texas team? Yeah. Okay. You're not a TCU guy? I I love TCU baseball just because there's a a time in history where, like, those, those videos were just the hardest thing ever. Yeah, those videos. Like, really shout, cool. shout the out rise and grinds and all that. Yeah. yeah, shout out to the Horn Frogs. But yeah. like, other than that, yeah. they got a I top. Got, they got, got a got top no five uniform combos. Yeah, yeah, it's just a weird hatred. I don't, I don't know why. I, don't I get the Pennsylvania one. From. I'm right there with yeah. you. Obviously, Boston. That, that's why rooting for the Phillies was was so weird. Uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. we're rooting for Bryce Harper and Bryce Harper only. 
Shout out Harper. Shout out Harper. Uh, we got anything else? We touched on a lot of stuff. Um, uh, shout out to the greatest MLS game ever. <laughs> yeah, dude. MLS Cup. We almost didn't talk about that. that, that MLS Cup, LAFC. Uh, Did you see the keeper broke his leg in the game? Yeah. LAFC's keeper got a red card on a play, which first of all, a keeper getting a red card is crazy. But he stopped a 100% goal. It was a goal. He gets a red card, and his leg snapped. It was actually dangling. Yeah. He put the team on his back, broke his leg, and threw passed the baton to the backup keeper, who then won MVP. My boy let it awesome. hang. He oh. let it hang. Oh. Like, that dude... He did his thing. Yeah, that, that was really cool. And then again, for the backup keeper to come up so big and in the PKs save two goals. Yeah. You know how hard it is to save a goal in PKs? Like, it's difficult because it's mostly a guessing game. But then even if you guess right, like, in the short span, getting your hands and your body in position to actually block it is very difficult. And yeah. um, he saved two. <laughs> I'm so glad we got a we got to watch that game at the last second. Yeah, that was we, cool. We we didn't know what was uh, going on. We found out right when PK started, and it was electric. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely electric. As much as I hate PKs, they're really fun. <laughs> you don't like PKs? I don't like PKs. It, it's I've never enjoyed like you play a full game on the field and now it has to get settled between like. It's not luck. There's plenty of skill to PKs, but like there's a certain degree of luck where it's just keeper so, guesses. And so, do you not like shootouts either? For no. The NHL? No. I'm not, I'm not a shootout. I'm not a PK guy. I do think they're fun, though. I do think they're fun. I don't love them to like decide a final like this, but also it makes great television. It's way more yeah. exciting than just, like, sitting here waiting for a goal to eventually happen. So, like, there's the pluses and minuses. I'm, I'm so not- so what, what about, like, college football tee? Because, I mean, it's essentially. It's different, right? though, because it's still playing football. It's, no, it's still playing football. Like, you're still drawing up plays. There's a defense. There's not. It's still football. I mean, yeah. But. Like, this would never happen, but we used to do this when we were younger playing soccer. And I'm not even suggesting this. It's just what we used to do. Um, there was, we used to do, like, you cut the, the field into, like, a third. You have, like, a set offense, and it'll be, like, a, a 4v3, right? You have three defenders, two defenders, four offensive players, and then you have the keeper. And you just, like, keep the ball until you turn it over. So when the other team gets it and clears it, or when you kick it out of bounds... Then the other team gets to go. So it's like an offensive possession until goal. That would be cool, but like that's a lot of effort. It would be cool to like make set set plays off of that though. But no, I don't know. I I enjoy like shootouts and PKs. Because like, yeah, you could keep on playing, but then let's say it just keeps on going and going, and like now you're 
however many OTs into it. Do you remember the uh, playoff game a couple years ago between Carolina and the Blues? Probably. I think it was Carolina and the Blues. They went five OTs. Yeah. They played two full hockey games, almost three, and it had another game the next day. Well, didn't the Lightning have like a six OT play? If I'm not mistaken. It might have been a Lightning too. I don't remember. Maybe it was yeah. Carolina Lightning. Maybe. But like at that point, you guys are so gassed and the games was going. And for playoffs, it's different, which yeah. I'm surprised that soccer, they um they do a PK. And they do it at every level too. Because if yeah. you remember the um which World Cup was it? Was it Argentina, Germany? I think it was Argentina, Germany. It went to PKs. PKs are sick, though, because, like, it it all just comes down to that. Which, speaking but, of which, we've had a busy couple of months. We got the World Cup in two weeks. It's we got the week? World Cup in two weeks. Yeah. Ooh. That starts, like, right around uh, Thanksgiving. We got to get Dev on the pod. Yes, we do. We'll do, um... We'll see if Devin can hop on next week. I will not be here next week. I will be gone. So we'll see if Devin can hop on and we can get some soccer boys. That will work. That's yeah. That works. That'll do donkey. That'll do donkey. That'll do donkey. But um, that's that's all we got. We we've been we've been talking for a little minute here, so we're we're gonna we're gonna get out of here, guys. Here, appreciate everybody for listening. If you guys like our content, make sure you go check us out at Spectators Media on Twitter. Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube now because you can do ats on YouTube. So at Spectators Media on YouTube. You can find us everywhere. It's awesome. One-stop shop. Uh, we are going to be having another episode next week. I might do... I don't even remember what I said earlier, but I said I was going to make a TikTok about something. I don't know what. Free agent where, landing um, spots. I, my brain is giant. I remembered. Um, just be on the lookout for TikToks. I know Hondra has been making some... some uh, betting stuff he had a seven leg parlay hit which is pretty sick and um he's into the college scene right now too so make sure you guys stay in touch with that i'll have some content on my trip as well i'll be at the ducks game on saturday uh sco ducks we hate the huskies husky hate week is officially on (laughs) it's officially on so everybody appreciate you and we'll see you next week Peace. peace